God is not pleased. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So I should be able to freely move everywhere I need to go, right? Right. Even God sets boundaries, amen? Praise God. It is good to be here. I'm going to try not to be very long. I want to be respectful of your time. Praise God. You have to be careful because when somebody tells a preacher to take your time, we know how to take our time. I'm just warning you right now. I can go. I can go. I can hold y'all hostage. If you get up and walk out, I will say something. I will, I will stop the service and tell everybody to turn and look at you, right? All right. All right. No. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you in just to, just to say something to you, Faith and Victory. Um, in a time and a day and age where church is going, my God, into places that I'm ashamed to even call them a church. That you guys, if you do not know it, are a part of one of the remnant churches, God's churches that is still here on this earth. I was listening to your worship. I'm not even talking about the preaching yet, but you could tell authentic worship when you're in it. You, You know when stuff's fake. I don't care what the label says. I don't care about what it may look like, but you know it's real. That's why the Lord said, taste and see. So when I was here, I could tell because looking at something, examining it and doing all that is one thing but when you ingest it you can tell if it's real or not so I was sitting here and I almost literally during worship I just wanted to go stand in this corner because God inhabits the praises of his people and we live in a day and age where people come to church for a concert to hear music and the worship is wonderful but for us to sit back and watch somebody worship we might as well just go to a concert these are worship leaders and I noticed the congregation the whole heavenly host along with you were worshiping God and God said he inhabits the praises of his people so when I heard you singing and giving God worship and praise his presence came in here such a tangible way saints of God do not get so used to the presence of God that you will get to a point where it says that familiarity breeds contempt you get so familiar with the presence of God that it's all of a sudden it's just normal and then we become like the children of Israel and then when the pastor ain't around we're building up golden altars you are in a gift that God has given you called his church and he has given you a gift called pastors prophets evangelists it is here in this church and I want you guys to understand that it is a blessing to have a gift of the faith of faith and victory here don't you ever take it for granted amen and i also want to say thank you to the men that came out god bless you guys dios te bendiga mi hermanos te amo so um i'm going to start tonight uh you know, I got one more thing to say. I miss my wife already. I ain't... <sighs> yeah. yeah, if she's watching, I'm sure she is probably watching. Uh, I miss you, honey, already. Uh, she wish she could be here, but um, I, have, I have four children. Three children's birthdays are within one week. Yeah, 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 yeah. So 
my youngest son Judah's birthday is tomorrow. My oldest son uh, Jr.'s birthday is uh, Sunday, the 18th. And then Heaven, my youngest child, daughter's, is the 20th. Yes, so my wife is staying at home with my daughter to give her little birthday. My youngest son, I was his trip, it, it, it brings me to tears that he's going to be 13. He's about to turn a teenager. And I said, son, is it okay that I go and minister? I won't be here on your birthday, but God is calling me somewhere. And I got to go to Uncle Matt's church and preach the word. I believe this is the Lord. And is it okay? And my son says, well, yeah, but how about I go with you? Wow. Wow. So God has blessed me more than I deserve. I have my, my two sons that are here, and, and I just thank God that we're here to be able to do ministry together. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's get into tonight's word. You guys ready? Turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 7. We're going to start at verse 32 and 35. Praise the Lord. I'll be reading from the NLT version. If you have any other versions, that's fine. Uh, but if you don't have it, I'm sure you'll be able to look up on the Sky Bible. All right. Mark 7, 32 through 35. And it reads, And a deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him, and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man to heal him. Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. He put his fingers into the man's ears, then spitting on his own fingers, he touched the man's tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, Apatha which means be open and instantly the man could hear perfectly and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Lord, we just ask you right now that we open up our ears, that we could hear your word and prepare our hearts to receive the engrafted word of God, which will save our souls. We declare today that we will not be the same. We will leave here chastised, challenged, and changed in the very presence of God. We thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Do you guys know that Psalms chapter 34 verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises will be in my mouth sometimes. continually. That means all the time. That means anytime something bad's happened, I should be praising God. Mm, mm. Okay, continually. That means even when somebody says something you wrong, even when the TSA agent takes your lotion and throws it away. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. You guys ever have a problem controlling your tongue? Come on, testify now. Y'all tell the truth. I know in James chapter 3 verse 8, it says, uh, man has tamed all types of beasts. It reads, but the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith we, we bless God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude, which is man are made in the image of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. 
Do I have some honest people in here tonight that will testify that there has been some times and some situations that people or a situation have got the best of you? They knew it, they knew where to search and find and press that button. And when they got that button, all of a sudden you begin to start spewing out curse words. <laughs> yes. And some of y'all looking at me like, by no means, Pastor. <laughs> I dare not use a curse word. That's okay. Let me enlighten you. All curse words ain't those nasty little four-letter words that we think they are here in the English language. Amen. A curse is an expression made in some form uh, that some form of adversity or misfortune will happen to somebody. Watch this. When you look at somebody that's done you wrong and you go, I wish I never see you again. Yeah. 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 I can't stand you. You done fell and bumped your head. (laughs) So we don't realize these are cursings. Because we are literally, if you tell somebody, I wish I'd never see you again, and they died, you never see them again. Let Let me just give you an example. It's not in my notes. But there's a man named Elisha. He was so sad that Elijah was gone. As he was walking with his head down, these little kids came out and made fun of him because he was bald head. And he was, oh, and they were like, ah, look at you. You're by yourself, little bald head man. And he was already hurt. Has anybody ever just been hurt? And then somebody comes along and just does the wrong thing? But see, you don't understand that Elisha at the moment didn't understand the anointing that was on his life. That whatever he would speak could happen. And he turned around and the Bible states that he cursed the little kids that were making fun of him and a she-bear came out of the woods and ate him. This is the word of God. How many times saints of God who have the spirit of God in them will speak something and it might just happen. Cursings. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. We all know this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. We always leave out that part. We always say, well, you know, brother, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And we stop. But it goes on and says, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What is it? It says those that love it. Well, it's up to you what you love. If you love death, then you'll speak death. But if you love life... You'll speak life, and when you love life, you love the Lord because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when I speak life, I'm speaking the word. When I'm speaking the word, I'm speaking of Jesus. Praise God. Now looking back at our text, it says, Mark chapter 7, verse 32, it says, A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on him to heal him. Now, I'm, I'm not making fun of anybody, but it is a medical known fact that when people can't hear that they speak different. Amen. You guys, you guys ever met somebody or known somebody? They either talk very loud or they draw their word. It's because they can't hear, so they speak different. And I know a lot of you guys in here are familiar with the term deaf. Now, some of you that are back from the 90s, I'm not talking about Def Jam. (laughs) 
When we hear this word to describe a person, we automatically assume that their deafness means they're unable to hear. I'm going to give you the Webster's Dictionary to help us out with the meaning of deaf. This is the first definition. It's partially or wholly lacking or deprived of the sense of hearing or unable to hear. Now that definition is the one that we all assume that the scripture is talking about. The scripture states that there is a deaf man. There was a man who was partially or wholly lacking or deprived of the sense of hearing. Or there was a man that was unable to hear. We also see in our text, not only was the man deaf, but he also had a speech impediment. It is known, and I said it earlier, that people with a speech impediment, they talk, or people with a hearing problem, talk different. They talk like that and usually slow. Amen. Okay. Your inability to hear, listen to me, your inability to hear directly affects how you speak. Let's look at another definition of deaf. The second definition that I looked up was refusing to listen. Refusing to heed or be persuaded. Come on. Unreasonable and unyielding. Okay, I'm just going to take a pause real quick, okay, for the cause as a pastor. I get to do these things because I'm not at my home church. So I'm going to do it tonight. There is nothing more frustrating for a pastor who holds the, the, the words of life and of wisdom and they give somebody this instruction and we watch people destroy their lives because they're deaf to God's word. How many times have I counseled people on relationships and, and money spending and, 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 and re- other relationships and serving in the church and why you don't feel connected and why nobody called you and, and, and why doesn't the pastor see me doing this and I've counseled them and told them and they won't listen. It's not the fact that they're deaf and they can't hear, it's they refuse to listen. Are you listening? now I'm going to explain a little thing here and this is not fact but this is something we used to say or my mom used to say to me but since my mom said it is gospel truth okay (laughs) book of Beverly there should be a book of Beverly somewhere (laughs) now watch this I'm going to explain the difference between hearing and listening because I know you hear me I'm mic'd up but I don't know if you're listening to me Uh huh. Hearing is the noise of instruction in your ear. You just hear the noise of instruction. Listening means you're comprehending and following the instructions that you heard. See, I can tell you're listening by what you do, not by what your mouth says. Matter of fact, my son Judah, who's over there right now, when I look at my son and I tell him, son, do your homework. He doesn't have to say yes, dad. He just needs to stop doing what he's doing and go grab his computer and start doing his homework. 
Mm. See, many of us have been hearing what the Lord is saying, but not listening to what the Lord is saying because we're only hearing what the Lord is saying because we have a deaf ear to the word of God because we're refusing to listen, to heed or be persuaded. We develop a speech impediment because what we directly are listening to or what we can hear and what we listen to affects our speech. You ever see, you, you ever drive in the fast lane? <sighs> we, were, we were coming from the airport. Matt's trying to get us home and he, we weren't in a hurry, but we had somewhere to go. <laughs> you get in the fast lane, but there's traffic things are slowed down. So they have a, a, a HOV lane. I think you guys call it here, right? Yeah. Commuter lane carpool but the people who are in the carpool are driving slow <laughs> they're trying to keep me from getting where I'm trying to get it's called impeding do you realize that a speech impediment is slow of speech mm-hmm. see the word impediment means to slow down or get in the way because we are hearers of the word and not doers of the word. We begin to speak those things that are slowing down the plan and purpose of God in our lives. Some of y'all in here ain't reaching your plan and purpose in God is because you refuse to hear the instruction of God, do the instruction of God, listen to me very carefully, and because you're not doing the instruction of God, you're speaking things contrary to the word of God because you're not hearing. You are deaf to the word of God, so you're talking like this spiritually. Yes. We are beginning to speak things that are getting in the way of our healing, getting in the way of our breakthroughs, getting in the way of our deliverance, and getting in the way of our purpose and plan that God has for our lives. There's been times I'm looking at some, I'm looking at some of you guys right now, and, and, and all Christians say it, and a lot of them do it. There's times that we say things, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how I'm going to beat this addiction. I don't know how I'm going to stop clicking on the computer. Come on. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. No, 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 no. See, that's because you're not following instruction. Yeah. If you start following the instructions, you'll begin able to get the strength. And then once you get the strength, you'll start speaking what God has said about it and not what you think about it. Faith isn't what you see. Faith, faith you can't see faith. Not, not, not by, oh, this is faith, I'm going to grab it. If you can add it up, if you can put it together, if you can figure it out, it isn't faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But then again, James turns around and says, if you ask me of my faith, I'll show you my works. You guys look at the person next to you say, I know you hear this, but are you listening? Y'all should have said it with attitude. Praise God. There's nothing worse than a child that refuses to listen to their father. It grieves a father to see a child go the wrong way when he says, I've already given you direction. But you're not listening to what I'm telling you because you refuse to listen. 
Listen, there's things that my son doesn't do. Any of my sons that they don't do. They just don't do it when I tell them and it grieves me. But then I stop and I look at them and listen, dads, you watch your kids be disobedient to what you say. Maybe sometimes you need to turn around and see if you're being disobedient to what God says. And everybody amen me because I, I skipped the order and you didn't even notice it. Our kids aren't being obedient to what we say, but we're not being obedient to what God says through our pastors. So you notice I didn't get as many amens that time. I'm at this point, saints of God, and I just have to tell you, just telling the truth is so liberating. (laughs) Just say it. And and, and literally, I'm just here to share something with you. God has given us a gift. He said he's given to the church and and pastors and one of the gifts. He said, I'm going to give you a pastor after my own heart. That means a gift. You have pastors here and not just your senior pastors, but you have pastors here that are after God's heart. Are they perfect? By no means. But they are here to instruct you and to guide you in righteousness. Why wouldn't you want to submit to their authority? I know God hasn't called you to be a children's worker, but if they say you need you in the children's place, you won't go down there and do it. Wherever you need me, pastor. You never know where God's going to show up. Let's go down to verse 33. Verse 33 said, Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. You guys, sometimes God is trying to separate you from all the naysayers. He wants to get you in a place where it's just you and him. Come on, you guys see what's happening in the text here? Do you know that there's times that Jesus would just heal people? Get up, take your bed up, walk, boom, good, walk. But for some reason, there's this guy who had a listening problem. He was deaf. He gave him a speech impediment. And I think God, uh, God was looking, Jesus was looking at him going... Maybe bad company corrupts Christian character. Maybe I have to have you come out from among them and touch not the unclean thing and then I'll receive you. See, there's so many of us are still trying to follow God and still be in the same crowd. That includes your family. I, I, I'm just here to share something. Can I just can I help deliver you guys today? You know what? You give your life to Christ, you're gonna lose a lot of things. And sometimes it's brothers, it's mothers, it's fathers. Jesus was specific. When Jesus was working and doing the work of the Lord, he was doing the work of the Lord. A man shows up and says, Hey Jesus, man, you gotta stop because here comes your mom. You know, you gotta honor your mother and father. You said that Old Testament, honor your mother and father. <laughs> Jesus turns around and looks, and he's like, who is my mother and my father? Who is my brother? It's they that do the work of the Lord. It's my mother and my father. There comes a time, saints, that you're going to, you, you, me and Matt me and have been talking about, who's your allegiance going to be to? My allegiance is to God and the body of Christ. God said, think not that I've come to bring people together. I've come to separate 
father from son and mother from daughter. He broke it all the way down. But we are too busy trying to, well, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to be a light in a dark place. I'm trying to be an example. No, you're not. You're going somewhere and being smothered. The Bible says you are a city upon a hill which light cannot be hidden. Listen, it says it cannot be hidden. You know what that means? If you're full of the light, it's impossible, impossible for you to snuff it out. So if you're, if if you are going around people and this is, this is a self check. If you're going around people and you notice that you have to push your Jesus down, then maybe you ain't got the light in you. You got a form of godliness denying the power. Listen, what God has for you is just for you. And even some Christians aren't going to understand it. God wants to remove, remove you from all the advice you're getting so you will seek him for advice. Oh my gosh. Why are you guys calling people? Don't call somebody that's been divorced 20 times and ask them for marriage counseling. Thinking. There's people in this church right now. They probably don't counsel anybody. Been married 30, 40 years. Your marriage is dying. You're going to people just because they got a degree or read a book or, or they, they're acting like they're holy and whatever else. You know what? I'm going to go to somebody that's successful. And, I, and those of you that ain't here been married that long, just be truthful. Don't try to make it up talking about everything's been great. You talk about the fights and everything else. And I ain't talking to you for a week. Watch this. This is how, this is how I know God, God tries to get you away from everybody. He doesn't want to hear. He doesn't want you to hear what everybody else is saying. Now, now listen, listen. Don't, don't go to the, to the left and run with what I'm saying. Say, well, you know, I, I, I don't need to get advice from my pastors. No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, Bible specific that there is safety in a multitude of counsel. Yes, these are things, but there's sometimes we are just going way too many places trying to get advice and we haven't even read what the word of God says about it. Do you guys know if you got a problem, just pray. The first thing you should do is pray. Don't pick up the phone. Jesus is calling you, but he ain't using a, a, a cell phone, especially an Android. Watch this. This is how I know God doesn't want everybody talking to you. Watch this. Watch this. This is what he did. He took the man away. He took, every, took him away. And it says that he put his fingers in his ears. He put his fingers in the dude's ears. First of all, that's gross. I don't think that a Q-tip was even invented like until a thousand years afterwards. stuck his fingers in his ears and some of y'all may say that Christ put his fingers in the man's ears to shut out the noise to shut out all the naysayers no 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 listen no he pulled him away from the naysayers see what Jesus saw and he discerned is listen you've been putting so many other things in your ears let me put some in your ears that need to go in there me 
See, he knew that he needed to hear the word. Oh, wait, 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 but the word is spoken. No, he is the word because in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word became flesh and dwelt among men. So what he did is he said, let me put in your ears what you need to be hearing. So he stuck his fingers in his ears. Saints of God, we need to stop listening to 12 steps to feel better. 10 steps to prosperity. Come on. Four steps to a lovely marriage. When all we need to listen to is one word from the Lord and he will set you in the right direction. Do you know the Bible says if you acknowledge the Lord, he shall direct your path. Right? Did he not say that, that the, the, the footsteps of a righteous man or woman has been ordered by the Lord? Yeah. Watch this, saints. It's, I know this is contrary to what you think. You know, so many times when we get down and go, God, could you bless what I'm doing? Why are you asking God to bless what you're doing? You should be doing what God has already blessed. Yeah. If I know God is telling me to do this, I don't say I have to say, God, bless this. All I have to do is say, God, please help me stay in the steps that you have ordered for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know what happens with that theology? A lot of us sit down and do stuff and then say it was God. And then we ask God to bless what we come up with. I'm just wondering if you'll have me back after this. <laughs> one night only. Listen, you guys, one word from the Lord will give you wisdom that will help you get out of a bad situation. Just li- listen. Just listen. Just listening to one word from the Lord. Yes. Not hearing, but listening. Listening. You guys can come in here and you'll probably leave here today. You're like, man, the pastor was a good word. Man, I got a lot out of that. The truth is you even get nothing out of it if it doesn't change your life. You don't get nothing out of it unless you do the word. Yes. Next, Jesus did this. He put his fingers in the guy's ears. I need you guys to picture this, okay? Picture this. Stuck his fingers in his ears. All right? Then he pulled out his fingers. Probably. (laughs) Then he spit on his two fingers. Spit. Then he touched the man's tongue. I'm in the line. I'm in the line. I love my my dad was here. My dad was alive. I love him to death. I love him. I do anything for my dad. But if my dad spit on his fingers <laughs> and tried to touch my tongue, we gonna have problems. It's nasty. It's like, come on, Jesus. There was no other way you could do this. <laughs> Can you just like kind of pantomime you doing it or something? This dude spit on his finger. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> so what did he do first? He stuck his fingers in his ears, right? Then he put his fingers on his tongue. I want you to notice the order that he had to do. 
He had to deal with the man's hearing before he had to deal with the man's speaking. Because Jesus knew whatever you're going to listen to is what you're going to speak. Oh, CNN, Fox News, oh, 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 uh. Some of you guys are listening to more news and more trash than you are the word of God. I'm, you guys listen to me. All you guys are watching all these different news things and everything else. You know, there is a lot of good preaching. I believe if I'm correct, if I'm correct, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, that the church spends a lot of good money to, to make sure that they have all the sermons available for you to listen to when you ain't when you ain't doing nothing else. While you're taking a shower, maybe you need to put on some word. Huh? While you're driving, maybe you need to put on some word. I love worship music. Don't get me wrong. Worship music is good, but a lot of it is not theologically correct. It's good. It sounds good. It's got a good beat. You can dance to it. But I want to hear something that's going to edify my soul. You know, Jesus said all the time, he said, listen, listen, listen. Again, I say unto you. There's nothing wrong with listening to the word over and over again. You never know when you might have to preach one of Pastor Matt's sermons. To somebody on the street. Y'all so focused on church when there's a world out here in Auburn dying. You cannot speak what you don't hear. So once the, the, the hearing issue was dealt, Jesus touched the tongue of the man and changed his appetite. You guys know that your appetite comes from your tongue. Remember what Proverbs chapter 18, 21 said? It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Our desires come from our taste buds, and God wants, to, wants us to, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. See, he didn't just touch his tongue. I believe when Jesus touched his tongue, he was like, oh, ooh. You, did you have your hand on some apricot or something? <laughs> it's like a fruit flavor. I, I don't know. It, we got to taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. See, the appetite is developed. When it, and it goes on, it says in the scripture, when it, when it says, oh, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Do you know whatever you have an appetite for, you're going to eat? Yeah. You, you guys wake up in the middle of the night and want to eat something sweet because you have an appetite. I, I just have a taste for, for, for some ribs. Why? Because I've eaten ribs before. When you start to really taste God's word, you develop an appetite for it. He told Ezekiel in chapter 3, he says, eat the whole scroll. He's saying, develop a taste for me. And see, that appetite isn't what you really eat because you you eat the word of God by listening. And when you listen to the word of God, you'll speak the word of God. Do you know if you're so full of word? A dry sponge, when I squeeze it, guess what comes out of it? If I take a sponge and fill it full of filthy, dirty, nasty, stinking, putrid water, when I squeeze it, what comes out of it? Dirty, nasty, stinking, putrid water. But if I fill the sponge up with clean, pure water, when I squeeze it, what comes out? Clean water. That's our souls. What we're soaking in is what's going to come out when we're squeezed. When the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches begin to squeeze us. Because of what we listen to. And at the end, 
looking up to heaven, Jesus sighed and said, Ephatha, which means be open. Instantly, the man could hear perfectly. He could hear perfectly. He could hear what was perfect. And the only thing that's perfect is the word of God. And when his hearing was open perfectly, his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Come on, man. Proverbs chapter 13 and 3 says, those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. Proverbs chapter 15 and 2 says this, the tongue of the wise make knowledge appealing, but the mouth of a fool belches out foolishness. Saints of God, as I'm going to bring this to close, I'm going to bring this close right now. We have to get to a place where we're not just hearing the word of God, but we're doing the word of God. I can tell just by how you speak what you're listening to. I could tell just by a common conversation. I could just talk to, I could talk to you about football. And I can tell by your speech. I'm like, this person has a speech impediment. Because he's deaf. He's not hearing and listening to what the Lord is saying. No more saints. It's time to grow up and start being doers of the word. Blessed are the doers of the word and not hearers only. You can't be blessed by the word of God unless you do it. And when you do it, you'll speak it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word that we heard tonight. We will hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. And Lord, we thank you that we know you forgive us, God, for not being quick to be obedient to your word. But we ask tonight that we hear your instructions, that we submit and obey to your instructions, that we walk it out by faith. God, we ask that you will open up our hearing, that we no longer want to be deaf. We no longer want to refuse to hear and heed the word that is given to us, whether it's directly by you, whether it's through your word or from our pastors. God, we submit to your will and to your way. We thank you that today as we leave this place, Lord, that we're not looking back, that we'll be changed, that we will walk out the word of God, that we will be listeners and doers of your word. We thank you for all these things in the mighty, magnificent, and matchless name of Jesus, we pray. And the church said amen. Amen, amen. You guys give God a praise.